0: Welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast. This is uh, episode eight. And I'm sorry for the slight hiatus over the last few days, but we're kind of dealing with some things here and there. But we're back. Uh, this is Rob White, uh, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2014.
1: And this is Roy May, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2015. Uh, we're gonna have some fun today. Oh, we yeah. are going to yeah, we're gonna try and become somewhat legitimate as a podcast because we're gonna have a guest on. Uh, And it's not like I I didn't pay my neighbor 20 bucks to come talk about stuff. Uh, So we're going to we're going to talk and we're going to let the conversation kind of go where it does. And if we don't quite get to sports, um, then we may just make this like an exclusive interview and we'll record another one maybe tomorrow and talk about because I want to talk about the opening of sports. Some sports, you know, PGA, PBA's opening, Bundesliga. And today the Premier League is back.
0: Da, 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 da. ready to go man i'm so excited you have yeah. no idea so
1: uh yeah i dude it and west ham is on nbc on saturday so but uh so you know don't just don't bug me if you need me leave a message uh so uh but yeah so we're gonna get into it he's we're getting him online here uh here in a second uh All let's right, see we got him
0: give him a second and uh here's our boy
1: all right. We are really excited to uh, bring Billy Lucci on today from TexAgs, uh, the owner, creator of TexAgs. He is uh, our first guest on the Red, Red Ass podcast ever. Um, so I guess hopefully this gives us a little legitimacy at this point, because um, everybody knows Billy. You know, If you listen to the Red Ass podcast, chances are you know exactly what TexAgs is and, and you know who Billy is.
2: So, uh, So, Billy, thanks for coming on today. Hey, I pre—I didn't—I didn't realize I was the first guest. I know, I know, this is a new endeavor for y'all, but um, of course I come on with with my man Roy May always. You know that. um I like the way you were asking me like I was the busiest man in the world. I'm like, just tell me when, and we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not busy anyway, and you throw in a, a global pandemic, and things get really loose over here at the Lucci House, so. Uh yeah, but- I'm I'm i I appreciate y'all asking me on. I'm look, I've been looking forward to it and uh excited to talk to y'all. And I, again like being the first guest is pretty damn cool. I was I was I was where y'all were one day doing a little radio show, like <laughs> getting it going and, and I was interviewing my roommates at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah against Alan Cannon and RC's demands, like you can't interview players. I said, Well, I live with them, so I'm gonna go ahead and interview them. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, so we've got Billy on and um, Billy has told, I mean, you've you've told the story of how Tex Hags got started uh, and I know you told it a million times. So like if any of our listeners want to know the the origins of Tex Hags, you can probably find it a million times over on the boards um if you have an abridged version and you want to fire it off real quick sure. Billy, feel free. Yeah. yeah. Let, me,
2: let me try to do the most abridged version I've done cuz it's like a you know even a bridge it's like a 5 minute deal but I'll do it try to do it even quicker so.
1: We have no time limits here. They okay, like Perfect. yeah. We, we have a die. pandemic. Where yeah,
2: where where do we got to go? Nowhere. We're good to go. So <laughs> I was finishing school in in 98 I was writing for a, a publication called uh it was Aggies Aggies Illustrated, uh or wait, yeah, a- was it Aggie Land Illustrated back then, or is it that what it is now? Aggies Illustrated, and uh the great Homer Jacobs was the uh, was the editor, and I was he approached me through a mutual friend of, hey, do you want to write an article a week? I, you know, this was in like probably ninety. This was in ninety seven because I remember the very first article I wrote. I was writing about Seth McKinney's commitment to a&m and uh, I think his mom was my source there because I was living with his older brother and and uh, writing about Leonard Davis actually I was writing about Leonard Davis's commitment who was the first early commit that I can remember he committed at an am camp later uh, Later to end up, de- one of probably the first decommitments I remember covering it because he went 1st first
1: decommit season, Billy.
2: First early commit, first decommit, and it didn't <laughs> become a thing until 15 years later. But, uh, writing in a little recruiting article, I think I was ma- making like a hundred bucks an article, which back then seemed like a lot because it was once a week, it was paying my rent. Um, and then prior to the 98 season, get a call from close friend to this day, a guy by the name of Doug Walker, somebody I think the world of, and he was leaving as being an AM, he was leaving to become an SID at TCU and he had a publication called the Maroon and White Report, owned by Longhorns, actually. Uh, they had the Maroon and White Report and uh, I forget what it was called now, but it was a burnt orange version of it. Two mail facts newsletters inside, inside Texas. No, but whatever it was. So uh, I, they bring a computer, set it on my desk. Um, I'm sharing an apartment with me, Shane Leckler, Dan Campbell, Seth McKinney, the four of us. And I'm literally it's preview Florida State game. Game's in a week. Here's a computer. Here's how you operate this thing called PageMaker. I had no clue. I'm I'm literally taking the season preview. Manually cutting and pasting in the Florida State. That, that Florida roster. Was uh, like that that season opener when we played Florida uh, State? Yep. Yeah, the 98 kickoff, kickoff classic. classic in New Jersey, the Meadowlands. Yep. Um, Christian, you know, Rodriguez sacking Chris Winky and, and, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? The receiver, Peter Warwick, ended up kind of taking oh, over Peter there. Peter Warwick, I forgot about that dude. Still one of the best players I've ever seen in college. Um, and, and they ended up uh, losing the national title game that year to Tennessee. But that was the first game I covered. So 1998, first season, didn't know what I was doing. Had a bunch of people, you know, cancel out of their 250 subscribers the first week. That's how many people I think there were on there. Fax, email, right about that time Texags is starting. I'm watching them. They're watching me. and And – tex didn't have a, a revenue stream. And over the first couple of years, I built up a revenue stream. You know, I, I was, I mean, door-to-door guys, like door-to-door, any Aggie I met, like, hey, give this a try. I was I was handing out free copies, getting them printed up in Bryan College Station, leaving them wherever people would let me leave them, Um, trying to convince the coaches that I wasn't uh, a runner for an agent living with because I was always with uh-huh. their players and, rc was great to me it just i always joke with rc and and say you know i just love our relationship because of how much i had to work to win him over and, and do it the right way and let him know hey i'm i'm uh i'm trustworthy and and you Legit- know i'm here I'm in it for the long haul i'm legitimate oh, yeah. and so um but that was that was the, the what was going on and but texag's Couple of years in, didn't have a, a revenue stream, and I didn't have an audience outside of. I mean, I'm like, I was like Gary Blair trying to get fans to come out and support his program when he first got here. I like he passing out was, candy, and you're I passing out- I would have been passing out candy if I would have been, if I'd have known GB was doing that, I would have, but it was like that. And Texags, you know, again, it was a situation where I think they were trying to sell and i had kind of started getting on radio a little bit and I, I looked at a little piece of paper up there at the radio station i'm like oh, and then somebody sent me the same piece of paper and they were trying to sell but there wasn't revenue coming in but what they had was a growing audience and i said guys let's work together here you promote my product give but i need a an internet you know i need a www because this fax 900 i had a 900 line it actually made pretty good money. I kind of literally at 900, call this 900 line and talk to Lucci and listen to him tell you about high school recruits. It was oh, phenomenal. in hindsight. What the hell was I doing? But you know, you're trying to figure it out and and that was the, that was the model back then.
1: Well, who was it that had tech sags at the time?
2: Uh, I think Peter, 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 Co was I think was still involved, but it was Jaden, It was basically Brandon and Josh.
1: So it was Brandon and Josh. So,
2: yeah, and so Brandon and Josh and Hunter and I see Hunter. This is the one thing I do want to clear up because I've had I've had people try to say, oh, you know, he made it because of Hunter, and it, it's the most ridiculous. I'll tell Hunter he made it because of me. It's a joke. But <laughs> I didn't. I didn't grow up like I was fine. I'm not saying oh man, it was such a rough upbringing, but I, I didn't have money upon graduating from college. I didn't have a. a some, you know, giant nest egg. I, mean, I I had about you know I had enough to where a couple of years into this, we I, I I knew a family friend that that bought it from the Longhorns. A guy named Russell Anderson, and, and his name was Pete Schulte. He owned, was owned ninety three Q in Houston. If you guys remember that, yeah. And he was a family friend from back in New York. Actually, kind of almost a relative. He came in. By the way, you guys are getting the longest version. He came in and bought it from Russell thinking that this would be blue and gold illustrated one day, which he's a big Notre Dame fan and oh. thinking that he could turn it into that.
1: I'm going to so, put myself
2: on mute so I can barf. I know right? He was yeah, I bet you will. He was so far from we were so far from that. I didn't see that ever happening, mm-hmm. which is ironic cuz it's kind of what it's become. But they, you know, it just it wasn't quite ready for me to have a boss he had he had a guy uh, i think his son-in-law was kind of my boss that i was driving to austin and checking in with it just wasn't it wasn't quite gonna make it that way the expenses were too high the money coming in was too low and then he was saying all right you know we'll we'll be done with this and i said man i think there's a potential in it maybe not to get it to where you he kind of i think wanted to fast forward he's been he was such a successful businessman. And I said, can we buy it from you? And he said, yeah, I'll sell it for what I bought it for. It's 20 grand. Well, I didn't have 20 grand. I had I had 10. And uh, I didn't want to go ask my parents. And, you know, and Hunter had 10. I knew he was one of the couple people that I was close friends with that was in the NFL at the time. And I said, let's do it. I always joke with Hunter because he, you know, owns half of College Station and a Right. Order of Texas, it seems like. But I'm like, I'm still by far the best investment you've ever made for ten thousand dollars that we've done. Um, but we bought it for twenty and it was time to make a move to something else. And Brandon, it, there was nothing to sell, they were just letting the Aggies come talk, which is an amazing concept, and look where it is today, <laughs> for better or worse. But <laughs> um, sometimes we wonder, but uh it was it was a perfect marriage. It took a little while. At first it was a revenue share. And then it was, we were kind of like, okay, this has kind of been exhausted. It's like, now we need to, it was like an engagement almost. And it's like, now it's time to either get married or that's that. And, uh, we Hunter and I with kind of what we did there went in and, and, uh, they, they proposed it to the investors and we bought out the investors and, and, you know, because they hadn't really gotten anything on that original investment. And we were finally able to do that. And then from then on, we were all four in it together. And it's been, you know, just a badass journey ever since. But, I mean, oh, wow. I joke, I joke about, you know, the rough parts and stuff. But my God, this is a, it's an amazing job. Even in times like what we've been dealing with the last few days with, you know, everybody's emotions are at, on t- and I get it. I totally get it. Um, but even even with that going on, it's like I'm doing this with you guys. I'm taking questions. I'm talking. I'm talking to people that are making decisions for this amazing university in my little corner of the world. Somehow, you know, I can try to help. Whether I can or not, I don't know. But it's even now. My point is, it's been like, yeah, you know, it's amazing. It's it's super cool. i um, after this. I'm going to do a couple pod podcasts of my own and and this is these are like when it's rough when it's crazy when it's tough so normally it's just freaking awesome
1: well I, you know you bring up a an interesting point you know you really provided you know a place for these you know for people to have conversations about you know if you've never seen the full list of forums on TechSAGs, literally anything and for better or worse conversations are having or are, are being had and so it's uh i mean i I'm look, I'm biased. I love TechS. Tech. I'm a subscriber. Um we love you. But uh um, I do have one question. Under what rock did you find Gabe
2: Buck? Oh, I can <laughs> tell you exactly the rock I found him under. So he was he he could tell you that story better, but he was working. I thought he was doing he I don't know if he was already doing something for the radio station but he was working at Chili's as a waiter. And I joke with him because the poor guy at one point confided in me, like, you know, like, I don't know what we were talking about. I was probably like on his butt about something and which he's got to admit, I'm a lot easier to deal with now than I was. But he was like, well, you know, I know. And, and it's probably what got me fired from, you know, sweet Eugene's back in the day. And, I, you know, it's, and, you know, Ever since then, just to really get him get him riled up, if he says something, I'll be like, "Gabe, no, that's exactly the same attitude to get you fired from Sweet Eugene's." <laughs> but he was at Chili's. He was at Chili's, and I think I'm right on this. I think he was on the verge of getting fired from Chili's. He denies it to this day. He's like, "I was a great employee, but I knew Dave, who was the manager. there, was back. See." No offense to Chili's, but the, Roy, you're almost, you know, are we, how, how old are you? You're married. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be 41. Okay. So you remember year. when there wasn't much besides Chili's and, and. Oh know, yeah. I,
1: mean, I I grew up in spring and my, my sister, oldest tap sister and, and, was 95. So I used to come up here all the time.
2: Yeah. So Chili's and, and Billy Clyde Gillespie would be sitting <laughs> over there at the bar and Homer would be sitting over there at the bar at Chili's. And then you'd have a uh, Outback with, with tap know, and guys, Jimmy. Yeah yeah those were i mean that was like it so you go eat lunch at chili's and and dinner at outback and and at chili's there was gabe bach and gabe bach was on the ropes from my man dave who's the manager because I, I still this day say gabe was on the verge of getting fired and i threw him a life preserver and uh really i hired him away from chili's and Louie. but no i I knew one thing about Gabe early on. I didn't know he'd be a radio host and he's incredible at that. But I knew Gabe would work his ass off and Gabe loved sports and he loved AM. And yeah. I, I couldn't go wrong with him. I had no idea where it would go, but when we first started, Gabe was just gonna be uh kind of like my Jack of all trades. And it, well, it was, literally. was yeah. And I, I you yeah, know, yeah,
1: if nobody knows, I, I love Gabe, I'm not picking on Gabe by any means.
2: Um, yeah. but uh, we all love Gabe and we all love to pick on Gabe.
1: I, well, yeah, it's, it's, this is very true. <laughs> Little know
2: secret. The, he's, he's not so secretive.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Some of the earliest pictures of Gabe with the receding fuzzy
2: head. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He yeah, looked yeah like yeah. a sleestack. stack. <laughs> I've got a side by side of him and a sleeve stack that I had Dalton or Ronnie put together and it's it's fascinating. For those of you that don't remember that show, what was that show? The land before time or yep. something like that.
1: Er, yeah.
2: For sure for sure not worry, let's not worry about what I looked like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's see well, we could change gears a little bit here. I know um <laughs> you know, one thing that we were discussing beforehand and we've previously mentioned, but you've spent some uh, a good portion of your life up in old damned Yankee land up there in New York. Yeah. so um, I guess a question for you is just you know kind of go over your experiences up in there in New York and then just um what you know some of the things that you miss about it, things that you don't miss about it and just some of your experiences up there.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if there's anything I'm, you know, we grew up outside of the city, but not by much. I mean, like it was a 10 minute, probably 12 minute subway ride. I think it was only like 18 miles from New York City, but that's an eternity with traffic and the bridges and tolls. (laughs) So, you know, didn't really go into the city much. I think, you know, your aunt and your mom and your sister would go in for like a, a show or something, but everything you needed was in the neighborhood. You know, we grew up in a little area. I was born in Yonkers, in a little area called East Chester. Nice. had family in Tuckahoe, I had family in, uh, you know, all the way up to Rye. Like, basically throughout Westchester County, which is actually where all that, you know, that's where the first, when all, right. the, you, you're familiar with that, even just because of all the COVID stuff. Right. That was kind of one of the first areas where it all, like New Rochelle, where it really had the first kind of super spread thing. That's literally... It's like Bryan College Station, you know, it's so right
1: down the road. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that, I, growing up there, we moved to Texas when I was like in kindergarten, start of kindergarten. So every summer I would go back for two weeks out of the summer. And so a lot of times during Christmas. But and, and you know, your cousins would come down, your grandparents and people come visit us in Sugarland. But it was uh that was home. That's the only thing I miss about it is my, uh, my relatives. I, you know, I would go to, uh, you know, we, every summer we'd take rides. There was Jones Beach, which is nasty, but it was at the time, you know, we'd go to Wildwood in New Jersey, which is like an amusement park. But a lot of times my uncle, um, a lot of summers we'd take a ride up to uh, Cooperstown because I was a big baseball fan. and oh, we And yeah. we'd go out in the country and go to the Hall of Fame. Uh, but you know, I miss just hanging out with my cousins and staying at my grandparents' house. Other than that, you know, it's pretty. It's pretty up there. You know, once you get out of New York City, even that far, it's it's beautiful, like hills and you know. Uh But it was. I mean, I remember just playing stick ball and shooting fireworks with your cousins. And when we get older, I'd I'd go out with them and a couple of years younger and watch my you know. Goomba cousins go, you know, get in fights or whatever they would do <laughs> up there, but Guidos. But oh, we, man. uh, it was always fun. I always wanted to bring my friends up there. And that 98 game is actually one of the first times I was able, uh, I was able to do that. So it was, uh, completely different than Texas. Um, but all my New York friend cousin and all his friends, they love Texas. <laughs> and, Especially once I got to A and my cousins, my cousin Chubby, my cousin Rock, Chubby Rocco, my uncle, my uncle Joe Forty Nine, rest in peace, who's a New York, you know, he's a New York fireman up there. Yeah. They came down and man, dude, they love A and and they, it was like nothing they'd ever seen. The people are so nice. The food was amazing. The drinks are so cheap yeah the, exactly they like just sitting around and doing nothing and and just people like but really a and m just fascinates them and they they came every year for a while now the first time they came guys they did have to shut down the tap at about one o'clock an hour early the night before the 2000 a and m ou game oh, or yeah. the o2 the o2 a and m because we oh, t- won because Chubby and Brian Gamble and I think Hangarten were headbutting each other in the tap after the game. Uh, they had like a headbutt competition but the night before they they uh, there was a I, they didn't actually start it. There was an actual brawl in there that they had to say we have to just shut the bar down and send everyone home because it was my cousin and about eight of those guys but Jeez. yeah, I left New York in the rear view when I when I came to Texas because I just I'm Texan and I grew up and just freaking. Loved it. Sugarland was it was great because it was still a pretty small town, but it was yeah, at know, the time. <laughs> yeah, at the time it really was there you go.
0: Yeah. Where's that from?
2: <laughs> Are you from there too?
0: No. I actually I worked for the Sugarland the Skeeters? Skeeters there for route okay. right after I got out of college. So yeah, you know, okay. I'm a big fan.
2: Yeah, so the Skeeters, that that stadium is probably as the crow flies a mile you know a mile or a mile and a half from my house i went to kempner right there yeah so sugarland to me like it was a perfect place uh to grow up and it just kind of it exposed you to everything you know like it was just a great cross section of of texas and uh i got to play texas high school sports football and baseball i wasn't like Anything special at either, but good enough to play and get to, you know, start and be a part of that. I always say, I always say I was good enough to be that guy that could start as a senior in a couple sports. And that was the extent I never thought I'd play college sports. And I applied to a variety of schools. I had no connection whatsoever to AM. And so that was what kind of made me unique. The only connection were my all my buddies that were coming here. Huh. So, well, your turn back to
1: New York, um, what, do you just kind of all the way through high school? Or, I mean, do you still you, know, you still take a, a week or two and go back and see family? or
2: No, because family's scattered other than a few. And then, you know, some, you know, your grand, I don't, I, now as of about a month ago, I have n- or no grandparents left. And that happened. That was unfortunate because it was mm-hmm. in New York during COVID. Um, so can't have a funeral for my grandma. You know, it was, it, I felt Worse from you know, for my dad during that. He was right in the middle and couldn't go up, you know, to say goodbye. This, she was in her upper 80s, uh, but just what was going on. It was just part of, you know, the whole thing. So, um, so there's not a lot upstate New York. I got an uncle. I got one in North Carolina now. So the last little hurrah of going up there and seeing people was uh, actually it was the two Heismans and the draft for Johnny. So I hadn't gone in like several years, you know, after college, I had kind of stopped going as much yeah. And, and I hadn't gone for several years, but then in, in 2012 once and then twice in 2013, and I think one other time during that stretch, I went up there. So that was, uh, that was really cool to get to go home and see everyone. And so, yeah. but yeah, I, I, once, once I got to a and M, I I would go in college a little bit and then it just kind of, you know, it kind of faded.
1: Yeah. Talking about where you grew up outside of New York city. Um, my, uh, younger, older sister, there's three of us. So the middle kid, uh, she went to West point. So okay. it, it's funny that, you know, every single person on the planet, when you say New York thinks of the city and the other 99% of the state is, looks nothing like New York city. No. It's, it's beautiful. The amount of like agriculture and stuff that's out in Western New York and oh, yeah, yeah, New York, and you know West Point being up in the mountains and everything is just yeah. so pretty up there. So pretty. I'm. I, I miss. I do miss going to the city, here and there. I need to get back to the city sometime.
2: Sometime. I don't know when. Yeah. Wait, right. Wait, but I mean, I when when those Heisman's went off in the draft, I hadn't really except maybe one, one time I went up there in like '02. Um. Uh, Yeah, I went up there in like '02, and it was it was uh, the first time, like as a as a out of college adult, that I went and saw like New York City. But when I went back for those two Heisman's and uh, and the draft, wow, that was fun. That was uh, that was New York the way you're supposed to do New York from the eating to the to the partying to the you know, the festivities and everything, and I got to mix in a little home with it. That was, those were a couple of my favorite trips and favorite things to do actually, you know, like on the job, you know?
1: Yeah. For, for, uh, since we're not posting the video, I do have to say that Billy definitely did the air quotes for on the job. Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) definitely an air quote on the job.
1: Um, so I, I want to, I'm going to touch back on just a little bit on tech sags and then I want to, uh, if you want to stick around, it's, it's really up to you on your yeah, time maybe schedule, you don't want. You may talk some, some sports opening stuff.
2: Yeah. But, let's do
1: um, the one thing I really wanted to talk to you about tech sags is just what I see kind of as a, you know, not only the radio, but the forums and just kind of the, the whole business as, as a whole and and I don't follow recruiting like a psycho. Like I'm not that mm-hmm. dude, but you know, I, yeah. I, I stay up to date with recruiting. Um, and you know, it, I'm probably just going to kind of put words in your mouth of what a response would be. And then I'm just going to let you go on it. It's uh, what I see. Tech tags more so than, than other sites, just not just, you know, around the city or state or, but really the nation, you guys really take a lot of pride in not being the first to break news. You take, pride in being the first to break accurate news. Yeah. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about the kind of sports news world that we're in where people are, they, they absolutely have to be the first to post a story, you know, accuracy be damned. You know, you can look back so they can say, see, I said it first. That drives me batty.
2: It drives me batty too, Roy. And, and I've, I've lost more stuff over the years over trying to be the way I I am. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know it's a give and take i could have been a lot more aggressive over the years i could be a lot more hey if i hear it it's going out uh also i'd get a lot less information i'd have a lot less relationships that people trust me i'd have m- a lot more misses and you know a lot of people think well tex ags is is you know they have to be the mouthpiece they can't say anything negative That's, man i can count on less than one hand over 20 years the, the amount of times people have like even overtly tried to influence what I write or say. And if you really know me, you know, that's the way to get me to not do something. Um, (laughs) But it's been, it's, it's, you know, I don't want to feel like you're, you know, trying to manipulate me or pressure me into doing something, but I always want to do what, what's right. And I always have this way of going about things. And, And the guys that work for me know this too. Like, a, it's not our job to promote A and M. It's not our job to try to get A and M recruits or do any of that crap like like Texas people will try to you know paint. I, no one would work for me that did that. Now, are we pro A and M in what we write and positive? Yeah, that's that's me. That's the way I want to be. That's the way I want our content to be. Always, that's the choice I made. It's a fan site. It's Texags.com. If it gets a little too, you know, some people, well, it's too, you know, fine, fine. That's not for you, but I guarantee you, there's plenty of it for you in there that you can say, okay, you know, if you want to take this with a grain of salt, I'll take that with a grip. But the reality is, it, it's the f- accurate, factual. Um, we don't miss on much. We're not perfect. We certainly don't miss on much. But it's just with, you know, it's just there if there's an air of positivity to it, in today's day and age, some people don't like that as much. Some people want it to just be negative or making fun and snarking at, you know, all things A&M and, oh, my goodness, we suck. That's not the way I am. I don't like that um, for, for me, for us. Um, but when it comes to the news and reporting it, yeah, man. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll eat one because it's not best for AM m for a certain piece of news to be out there. It's, for, I mean, I'm talking about like breaking news. You know, there's tough things that we have to cover, like what's been going on. We have to talk about that, uh, with, with the Sol Ross statue and with relations in this country and all those things. Like we, we need to do that. And we do, you know, when, when, Coach Sumlin got fired. You know, that was tough, man. That was like, let me fix this. Hold on a second. Well, All and right. I'll fill in while you're doing that. That was tough because, like,
1: I really liked Kevin Sumlin as a person. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I was fortunate sure. enough to get to know him because, you know, I was one of the yell boys, and yeah. so I was fortunate enough to get to know him. And it's – but – you know it's a business too so it's i i, I wouldn't want to be in your shoes but that way
2: <laughs> it's tough and like and we're still friends to this day and we we weathered it it wasn't always easy and that's the thing everybody would think oh you never said a negative thing about someone well yes i did and it almost cost me a 20-year friendship many times over and it wasn't him ever trying to tell me what to say it was just like guys you know they're blowing up 35.2 quarterbacks Starting quarterbacks leaving a week. I mean, these are but tough the things, facts. but <laughs> I, they are. And I always and, and I always stood by it. And you know, when Mike Sherman got fired, he called me, and we had a great talk. And he said, "Look, I don't always agree with you, but you were always fair." Like things like that, you want to hear. But for the, a lot of people, think well, they're just like a, an extension of the department. It's not true. Like, yes, there are a lot of ways that Texas A helps A and M because it's just a way for A and M to reach everybody. It really is. And it and it's that has nothing to do with me. That has way more to do with just you guys, like the subscribers and the posters and the community. Um, it's so unique in that regard, and there's nothing like it. And when like when someone left and went to OU, guess where he was checking out all the time? Texags. When coaches leave here, they go to Texags. They talk to Bob Stoops or these other coaches. You know, Dana Holgerson knows all about Texags. Cliff Kingsbury leaves. He's never seen anything like Tex-Aggs. You know, Scott Woodward comes over. Can't believe what he sees. You know, Ross Bjork, same thing. Uh, Jimbo Fisher. They're coming from these real places, and they're like, this is really, really unique. Chavis said the same thing when he came on for the first time. And, again, that's not me. Like, oh, great. Like, I walk around and somebody will say, oh, that's, you know, Luchi Tex-Aggs. Yeah, and it's it's you with Texags, and it's you with Tex-Ags and it's everybody because that community is what makes it such a such a damn unique place. Again, even in the great times and the crazy ones, and even the people that hate techs, they really love it. Because they're still <laughs> on there reading it and they're still on there watching it, and they're still on there like, wow, this is just like nothing I've seen. It's got soul, it's got spirit, it's got You know, it's got so much feeling in those forums and so much passion that even when you're disagreeing, it's like it's like your favorite TV show that you just can't get enough of.
0: So let me ask you this. Uh, What is probably one of your favorite moments in TechSag's history on the forums? Because, you know, there's always these legendary posts, things that go around. What was uh, what are some of your favorites of all time?
2: Man, you know, I'm probably, a, you know, a subscriber or, or you know, po- regular posters, like in the zoo and stuff. They'd be oh, better yeah. to ask than me. Sure. Um, I do read the zoo. I do love, I actually love reading the zoo. I just know better than to post too much in there because. <laughs> the zoo is a just,
1: fascinating social experiment. It really
2: is. <laughs> Well, I've also ventured into the politics forum the last couple of oh. weeks for the first time ever. Like, I've literally... That's been, like, something I've been just completely kind of, like, just distant from. I and mean, I don't do politics generally, and and I went in there just because of, you know, to talk and kind of, you know, when we had to a couple of weeks ago say, hey, guys, this is what we've got it's like And still... So, but the zoo, I, I love reading the zoo, and it makes me laugh and cracks me up. And I feel like I, I feel like if I wasn't, you know, doing what I do, I'd be one of them. You'd but, be in you know, the zoo. but I can't. <laughs> but I can't because my God, what a time waste that would be. Yeah. And uh I don't so, know how any
1: of these people have jobs.
2: Right. Well, and, like, and I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, I guess my favorites would have been. Uh, Gates, and that's oh, yeah. Yeah. himself. Mm-hmm. Um, the so. big red auto was was badass. And OU, you know, they. I, I'm not a fan of the OU. You know, just the way they. I mean, they're so much more arrogant to me than anybody. And and the problem is they keep winning, so they can. But uh, right. Like, yeah. The other one, I, I would say, like the whole SEC thing, that whole. Yeah dealing just kind of knowing what i knew about what was going on and how many people doubted it not just aggies but especially everyone else and and that to me was pretty a pretty special time just watching and knowing that hey it's going to happen and watching the people go from completely doubtful and skeptical to completely hopeful but knowing that there were going to be so many roadblocks still and what a roller coaster uh time that was and of course and you know, uh, yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. I was gonna say, the that. SEC
1: stuff must've been absolutely awesome. But at the same time, like how hard was it for you not to just like stand on a roof with a megaphone and be like, absolutely 100%, this is happening. Shut up. Just absolutely. It's happening. And just, I mean, I know as a journal as a journalist. You're like, all right, uh, they've told me what they told me in confidence. So I have to keep it in here. But like, I would have just been dancing around. You want
2: to know something interesting, Roy, and, and that probably for whatever it matters. That got me more Twitter follows and got me on, you know, fine bomb. fine bomb before he was ever doing that with people like that did what, like what we do, what I do in this. Um, it got me on the scroll on sports. Actually, Johnny's half game suspension got me on that, which I was (laughs) nervous as hell. They're like, my source, my guys are telling me it's a half a game. It's a half a game. I'm like, there's no way. Like what in the world? How am I going to actually report this half game suspension for an all off season investigation? But I was sworn. And then Johnny called and he's living right over there behind our offices. He's like, when are you going to post this thing? We're over here. I'm over here drinking a beer, watching sports center waiting to see it come on the ticker and i said dude i'm not gonna ask you what it is but if it's wrong when i tweet this you better text me back in five seconds He was like i know you know what it is just post it so i was like all right i did it never asked him because i didn't want to put him in that spot and it did not come from anybody at a&m and that was one of those times where i remember people were calling me like why'd you do that you know NCAA is catching all kinds of hell now, and they might come back and make it longer. I'm like, what are they going to do? Like, you guys are just paranoid now, and I didn't get it from anyone at a and so just stop. And uh, when that thing was on the ticker, I was like, if that thing changes to even one game, that's my, that was my shot, and they'll never do that for another website, fan site again. And it was right, He's <laughs> cool, but uh, the whole SEC thing, I remember the first time around, I was told, and it was, hey, I was at dinner with a longtime friend, still to this day, great friend. And he said, two options. need you to think about it over the weekend. Let's go to dinner Sunday, and I want to know only from you how it would affect recruiting. That's it. Like, I'm talking to Turgeon about basketball. I'm talking to, uh, you know, to, to Sherman about football. On and on and on. How would it affect recruiting if AM went to the Pac 12 with these teams or if AM went to the SEC solo? So this was in the summer of 2010, spring, late spring of 2010. And, all right, well, this is a lot to digest. So then I start digging around and they tell me all about these, how it will be scheduled. It would kind of be broken up into quadrants and this would be. You know, so it, it was one of those type of things. And I went home, thought about it, came back, talked, and it was gonna happen, but I had to sit on that guys. And then one morning I wake up and chip browns all over Sports Center and all over with Texas leading the charge to the pack pack sixteen. So it you know, it ends up not happening and Texas saved the the Big Twelve. I remember going to barbecue at Snow's barbecue. Uh, or I remember, no, the first time they were coming back from Austin, a meeting, and wouldn't tell me how it went. I was prodding and prodding and pounding away at it. And then by the time they get back from Austin, I sent a screenshot of everything that that they're posting on, on Orange Bloods at the time. And that was when A&M had had it. And they're like, are you kidding me? Like everything that happens in, in this. So the s- second time around – same guy dinner again when are you taking your trip to cabo next month all right well you better be ready because it's come around again okay how fast is it happening Two, i said two months he said no two weeks we're at the dinner table so he's like literally fingers on you know down by his waist like two two weeks what are the chances of it not happening he goes like this like none think you know Middle finger to thumb, zero chance it doesn't happen. I'm like, wow. So I'm back on it, you know. And 100% it was happening, but it was such a drawn-out long process. And, and I just remember that was when we went to Snow's Barbecue uh, on a Saturday and on the ride back got the call that it was essentially done. It was ha- it was done. The only holdup, I think, was, was Baylor but, I mean, I sat there and heard phone calls from Baylor. I mean, I sat there and, you know, the first time through, Baylor thanked A&M, not Texas. Baylor's administrators and the people at top at Baylor thanked A&M for saving the conference. Because if A&M would have gone off into the SEC like they wanted to, then Baylor was done, you know, uh, the, those schools would have been done, you know, and left out to dry from the, you know, it would have been, TCU would have been done. Baylor would have been done. Um,
1: All the old Southwest Conference. T- a,
2: a tech was going to be done, right? Yeah, tech was yeah,
1: done. tech was hurting.
2: Because tech wasn't a part of that Pac-16. So, yeah, and, that, and that's what's wrong with the Big 12 still to this day. Like, where's the trust? Like, you guys, Texas, y'all literally left us out of the conference you left us out of it. You were not bringing us like, and we're still in league with you guys. It's, it's wild that that thing's even held up the way it has. It's
1: it's like, seriously, it's like an abusive, like significant other. Like you can tell yourself that they're beating you and they're not going to beat you anymore. And they're going to come back and pop you. And, (laughs) and the sips and the sips are like that. They're, they're, they're abusive because they want everything their way and they're going to get what they want. And then, yeah, you know, when things don't quite go right, uh, look, everything's going to be fine. I'm sorry. I was promised this was the last time. What do you think is going to happen next week? <laughs>
2: you know, that's the same. Yeah. And, I, I and, just, I,
1: I just spent six hours talking about how much I love the sips. <laughs> but, all right. Well, uh, I got to be honest. I think we could probably just stay on Tex-X for the rest of this. And, and maybe we'll push the sports thing. Uh, we'll do it. Rob and I can do another one or.
2: You know, yeah, whenever y'all want. I'll come on whenever. i would be your first and fourth guest, whatever you want.
1: Well, we, well I will touch on this because we talked about it a little bit before we recorded because um, we're going to kind of address just sports opening. You know, sports are, are coming back bit by bit. You know, we've seen uh, the PBA has done it. The PGA has done it. Uh, you know, Bundesliga across the pond has done it. Mm-hmm. Starting today, Premier League is back. Thank the Lord. Mm-hmm. I know, you know. You yeah, soccer um, guys,
2: you brawny <laughs>
1: Dalton. I how in the crap is brawny like a premier league guy
2: because I, someone once told him it was like a cool thing to do and so maybe he, it was
1: maybe they lost their remote control in the gym for like a week
2: yeah you know, like. <laughs> yeah it's just like automatically i think someone just once told him that that would be something he could post on social media to show how cultured he was that he's a fan of the world's game you know
1: well and 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 he's an arsenal fan isn't he
2: yeah. So if I if
1: I yeah, I, if, I, if, I, yeah if, if I had to guess he picked it because it's the Gunners, you know Bronny and his guns. guns? I, that, that might yeah. have been literally the only reason to even wait. There's, there's a sport where they have the Gunners. I'm in, but uh,
2: Bronny, yeah, don't we can I, do a whole another thirty? I years. Was gonna say,
1: <laughs> I've got to say the dynamic between you and Bronny may be one of my favorite dynamics in all of like radio. It's, it's so great. Um,
2: we have a lot of fun, dude.
1: But I tell you what, between him and Jason Alvo, because uh, I follow him, obviously, follow him both on Twitter. And man, those dudes grind and they work. They just get after it. And uh, it's a testament it's to been the kind fun of fun to
2: watch them. Hey, guys, if you saw how much we made fun of each other behind the scenes of us three, I mean, it is brutal. And it's generally me and Howell screwing with Brawny, but. <laughs> It, it's, it gets pretty. It gets pretty rough. You gotta have thick skin over here. Well, I, I will say one thing
1: though. Like Hal and and Bronny, um, you know, and, and Hop doing what he does, it mm. I, it's kind of a testament to Texas. You know, those guys are you. You brought on the right guys, man, because those guys yeah. just grind. And I know that uh, was it. Might have been today that uh, Bronny was out at some football camp. I'm sure. Yeah. There, thrilled that things are opening back up again because doing their job in the midst of this has got to been just a nightmare
2: oh uh, it's Maybe. been it's been crazy they've done a great job though of, of continuing a steady flow of info for everybody yeah. and and I'm on their butts constantly I know I drive them nuts but it it is they've they've responded and and you know these are these have been it's been a long stretch and hopefully there's college football this year because yeah, Recruiting's gross. fun and all, but my goodness. My goodness, dude. dude.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I don't even want to talk about that possibility. I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> right. Um, well, so, yeah, we'll, so, uh, well, I mean, we can do it. I mean, we don't really do time limits on our show. We'll just kind of talk. Okay. And I, I've thoroughly enjoyed everything we've been talking about. I don't, I don't think anybody's going to yeah, mind yeah. if we go a little long. No. Um, no. So, so obviously, you know, like, like we said, you know, I and I've watched, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a bowler, so I've watched the PBA events. Um, I'm a golfer, so I've watched the, the Roy PGA.
2: Monson over here. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> and Munson uh, out in the middle of nowhere.
1: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> but so, but you've seen, you've seen them come back, and you've seen kind of how they've dealt with it, and it's, uh, you know, PBA. Uh, crowds aren't huge. So, but it's still weird not to see fans back there. And, and watching the golf tournament with no fans was wild. Uh, I, did, I thought that was just really, it was, it took me, you know, probably five minutes for everything to fully register and, and almost get the death perception back without just the people in the background. Um, but, uh, you know, Bundesliga has been back for a little bit and Premier League started back today. Mm-hmm. So, but as far as the major sports in America, obviously, you know, the NFL is, you know, they're not in season. So it's, you know, they're still working their way towards it. Um, uh, I love the NHL pod, um, concept that they've got for yeah. the playoffs. I I'm absolutely in love with that. I can't wait for it to kick up, but man, baseball, On baseball. yeah, major league baseball, we just cannot get along. <clears throat> and so, I was telling Rob before you hopped on here, look, I grew up playing baseball before anything. It was literally my first sport, my first love. Um, but I'm at the point right now where if we don't have Major League Baseball this year, I don't care. I'm just, I'm so sick of it. So sick of the back and forth. And and I understand like between leagues and, and player associations, there's always posturing. I get it. That's how they've come to compromises. But dude, the, the ball players are all saying they want to play and then some of them don't. I just the whole baseball thing has been a mess. And so uh, maybe you have a better insight on it. You know, just from what I see, it's, it's driving me batty. And I don't know yeah. right now who's to blame.
2: I think everybody's to blame on that. I, I, I don't have any more insight than than you would and probably less because I, I, I detached from it a while back and I'm a huge, I grew up a Yankee fan Went to a ton of Astro games. I mean, we moved to Texas in like 1980, um, 79, 80. And he so went was, to
1: the games in the Dome, baby. Oh, hell yeah.
2: Dome. Hell yeah. Jose yeah, Cruz yeah. and the Reynolds rap. And I think yeah. – uh, who who went to our so church? We, uh, so Dickie we, Thawne went to Dickie our Don, church. Man, I mean, Kevin yeah. Bass and Glenn Davis and all those guys. The big bopper, yeah. I mean, I, I – I started to like the Astros when I really started to like because back then I was Yankees and even during that little stretch, the Mets because Dell Strawberry was my favorite Love player. So Strawberry. I betrayed oh, yeah. the Yankees and I bandwagoned the Mets right during their stretch. They're like 84 to 88 and, and they kind of they were the Astros nemesis then but mm-hmm. uh I started really like started to like the Astros because I really was a big fan of Bagwell. Um, who I've gotten to know a little bit in the last few years. He's a freaking great dude. Every time I go to Astros game, there he is. But we, uh, in the last few years, just uh, my man Clay Kowalski had been working for the Astros. He's not with them anymore, but uh, I started going to a lot of games. He was a, He's a great friend, a great Aggie. Go down there. He just met, you know, it was like the royal treatment every time and, and started to do that about that same time. Got to got to be friends with Carlos a little bit, Correa, like right after his rookie year. Got him, you know, a friend of mine brought him to an AM game, and I kind of hosted him that weekend. And so got to know some of them. Like go to his house and Altuve and all the guys were there. And it was just, it was really cool to say, these dudes are like the best people ever. Forget about. You know the controversy going on. There. I think everybody was figuring out how to steal signs, but I mean the best yeah. people ever. Like I've known pro athletes since I've been doing this thing. There, I've never seen a group of like just better dudes than these guys. And uh, uh, hold on, Billy froze up on us. You were talking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just a group. You know, and then not only that, and then you start going to the games. And then right at the time, I mean, they just—I think Carlos's rookie year—they just beaten the uh, or lost to the Royals there towards the end. So then it it was like, okay, right after that, they were they were you know sensational. So got to go, you know, just I I definitely, I definitely bandwagoned the Astros, but just at the perfect time. But it wasn't bandwagon because I completely ditched the Yankees for them because just started out with just how much I liked those dudes. And I I was I had liked the Astros ever since Bagwell and Bgio and them. Uh but really started to love them right at the beginning of this thing. And and uh it was about the time like I'd got I i I was no longer with the Yankees when when Joe I did not like Joe Girardi. Right. Big Joe Tory guy. Um I love that core nucleus. Not a big Arod guy. So when he came up, it just it just kind of but baseball in general now, I mean, I, I they can't get out of their own way. You talk about destroying. It's
1: fascinating.
2: I mean, it takes a global pandemic to jack up these other leagues. Baseball can do it all by themselves.
0: <laughs> no <we're> kidding.
2: <laughs> it, for a while, like you know, it's one of
1: those things you you, know, you get what you ask for. Everybody complains about the commissioner. And then next thing, you basically just put like a beach ball in a chair because that's about how, you know, how much worth he has as a commissioner. (laughs) It's it's like all the commissioners right now for the different, you know, professional leagues are just all trying to one out themselves to see like who can be the bigger asshole. Right. It's, it's fascinating to me. (laughs) uh, You know, the the, the NFL dealing with, you know, the NFL's, uh, you know, their issue right now is what's going on with, with social issues and, and the ongoing, you know, or the continued kind of Kaepernick thing is it feeds into the social issues basketball from what I can tell the commissioner is just a weirdo. Nobody seems to be really behind him too much. Um, You know, who would have thought out of all of them that uh, maybe the hockey commissioner seems to be the most level-headed like, it's not even really our game. I know,
2: right? Like, I didn't even know that, that hockey had a commissioner, but yeah, they, they, uh, no, I, I, it'll be interesting, man. Uh, NBA is going to play. I know what's been said recently. They're, they're going to play baseball. My, my biggest thing is this. Like, I think the biggest question now is football and college football. Cause remember, these sports are talking about playing for, pro- Hockey and basketball without fans, period. Yeah. And and baseball, like, they're going to start and go without fans until they can have fans. And football needs fans. I mean, you can't play – I just don't think you can play in a 100,000-seat stadium, 80,000, 60,000 without people in them. And, and But you also are seeing, you know, spikes all over right now. And I think right. – I don't like, like, these Big 12 teams – Openly volunteering every bit of info on on COVID because y- y- they don't get it yet. It, I saw today Texas has six now. Wow. Baylor starts out well. We only had three positive tests out of out of three hundred and fifty. Guess what? That's that's how it's gonna start. And then you're gonna three is gonna be nine is gonna be you know you're gonna have half your team quarantined, and that's just how this thing's going to go through every program. And it's just a question of how much do the universities and how much does the media, you know, what kind of stomach do they have for it? Because, you know, I think so much of it is going to depend on how much the kids get sick or not, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and how quickly are they recovering? If, how many of them are asymptomatic, how many of them have symptoms, how quick do they recover? Um, but if that, if you can't establish a, a body of evidence there before everybody races to stop it, then that's that's where you're going to have a problem. And then the second part of that becomes the crowds. Like, what are you going to do with the crowds? You know, yeah. and, and that's, that's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh... I I saw was it the Zeke Elliott tweet like yesterday? You know, because all the reports came out that he tested positive. And did you see his tweet? He just tweeted HIPAA, like, "Hey, yeah. I have medical <laughs> rights. Are you going to name me? What <laughs> kind of garbage is that?" Yeah. But wow. It's it. I don't know, man. It, it's going to be interesting how to see how it goes. You know, different sports. Again, like bowling and golf, a lot easier to do. with it fans it really yeah. is come yeah
2: back. yeah yeah you
1: know those kind of right. those kind of sports are um it's it's easier to do without fans yeah. Yeah. you know um and, and i think that that korean baseball league has shown that man you you can do baseball put some to animals in the seats oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah or other stuff Woof. Yeah. Uh, yeah but so you can do it but man and, and honestly you i think you could pull it off with basketball you really could yeah but man, football is, it's just, it really is a different animal. And I don't know, man, I, of course this would happen, you know, in, in typical, uh, you know, in typical form, we're looking at a breakout season. And, you know, it, I think the hardest thing though, is that, you, everybody's trying to figure out processes. Like you're saying, you know, how are we going to get through this? What should we expect? Well, timelines, but this is something that nobody knows a lot about. And even the CDC is having to update themselves sometimes on what they say. Yeah. So yeah. The expert body behind this isn't a hundred percent accurate. Not that they're intentionally misleading. They're just, they haven't learned it all.
2: Uncharted so, waters. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's hard to, I mean, it's hard to project how, you know, how, a conference can can put out directives or um, – I'm not going to say the NCAA because I don't think any directives have come from that effing joke of a – Don't get
2: me going on there yeah. you, I, You'll hear plenty I, from me. You'll hear plenty I, from me on them. I, I think know, we have a solid
1: 10-minute rant on one of the other podcasts of me oh, talking yeah. about the NCAA.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but it's just – you know, it's, it's going to be impossible to put together directives when we just don't know, you know, directives mean you have an in-state and obviously the end state is, is to get past this and do it safely, but getting from where we are right now to that point, we just don't know. And the literal yeah. medical experts don't know.
0: Yeah. No so
2: question. They better figure it out quick though. Cause we got, we got football. I know. I think we're going to have <laughs> oh. it. I, I'm just a little more, uh, iffy on it than I'd been because it looked like everything was slowing down and now it's ramping back up and it's, it's, we'll see. I still think they'll have it though. I still do. I think they'll have it in
1: some some capacity of fans. Yeah. I, I just, I do not have any desire to ever be the person at any university that has to send out the emails talking about what, decades long donors get to come to games and don't get to come to games. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I
2: don't, I don't envy a lot of people right now and what they have to do. So again, that's right. what, it's where so, we're at, but a yeah, slight, slight
0: plug that. here. So
2: our, um, looks yeah. like, uh, from
0: John Heyman, uh, He's from, I want to say, MLB Network. Uh, He just announced that the MLB and the Players Union are closing on an agreement to play here in the 2020 season Okay. Uh, via the players. They're saying the deal is expected to be a prorated pay and included expanded playoffs. So we'll see what the story is on that.
2: Perfect. I got
1: yeah. Well, yeah. And you know, every major league that major league, very nice. Um, every major sports league that gets back to playing helps though, you know, because yeah. you hate to say it, it's not like they're Guinea pigs, but they're going to get going and, and then they'll run into, to Roblox, but they'll be able to share with other leagues like, Hey, we did this and you know, X, Y, Z occurred. So maybe, you know, we retrace and say, you know, this is what we did that worked. And this is what we did. Didn't so. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just I just like to drink beer and play golf. I'm not an expert <laughs> on any of this
2: shit at all.
1: So yeah. Well, I just want to. Billy's got to go do things that Billy does, um, which is why we love Tech Sag so much. It's um, and we don't want to take up too much of his time. But Billy, man, thanks so much for coming on here. Uh, maybe next time we'll get around to sports. But uh, I I love hearing about Tech Sags. It's uh, I I think it's a, a really cool story about how you I mean, literally, you started by interviewing your frigging roommates, man. And then now here you are getting to meet Carlos Correa. There's a couple steps between those, but you know, it's, yeah you, there's you, a lot. you worked really hard and then you've, you've certainly hired the right people. So, uh, so thanks, man. Thanks for everything that, that you guys do. Tech Sags. just, you know, radio, the board, all of it, everything you guys do in the community and, uh, man, have a good one, brother. I hope we'll, we'll get back and talk some sports. Yeah
2: hey first guest i appreciate it and yeah y'all have me back whenever you want keep doing what you're doing it's fun
1: thanks man all right all right. Guys. that that was awesome yeah <laughs> I, I i really hope uh i really hope y'all enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoy talking to billy um we'll 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 get back around to, to talking sports we'll probably record again and um, maybe tomorrow or something and, and get to talking about the sports opening i still want to get to it you oh, know yeah. with uh PBA and PGA kind of back in full swing, no pun intended, I guess. <laughs> um, man, I'm terrible. Uh, hey, uh just like, yeah, and like and like you know and like you noted, uh uh you know, it sounds like baseball talks or they it might be getting there.
0: Fingers crossed. Um,
1: yeah. And so uh so I wanna talk still a little bit about kind of sports opening up and um but uh So, yeah. So, so we'll just record that another time again, you know, huge thanks to to Billy for coming on and uh, news about the store, the apparel. So Mm -hmm. literally as we were doing, yeah, as we were doing this, the proofs rolled in. Um, So we will be hopefully approving the proof work. Um, And then uh, I talked to my rep earlier today and it sounds like the store should be online on Friday. Heck yeah,
0: guys. And we're going to make so, sure we link that um, to the end of this podcast. We'll post it on our social medias. Uh, so definitely check that out. It's going to be awesome. Well,
1: we'll, we'll put the link out once it's yeah. open.
0: That's yeah, right. And, and i tell you the link, but it, there's nothing snazzy. It's not a good name.
1: I just It's like I'd be reading off a serial number, kind of. So, but we'll link it. Um, and it'll be our apparel store. will be online uh, by the end of the week. So uh, awesome. you got any stuff
0: coming kind of with the band? Yeah. So um, as you guys know, we do have a our new single that we put out that's still floating. So if you can go give it a listen, feel free. Um, our first full band show is going to be uh, actually outside of Jewett here uh, at the end of the month on the 27th. Uh, we're playing like a little VFW event. Should be fun. But uh, our first full show that'll be with, you know, some substance to it we're doing a full show with Tanner Ussery, uh up in Haltham City which is right outside of Fort Worth at the uh, historical Haltham Theater um, I know the show is going from 9 to 12 we have an opener I think we're the middle band and then Tanner's closing but uh, you guys are more than welcome to come out I think covers eight dollars um, and we'll be sure to plug that again because that's not quite a month away, but we're, we're getting there. We're excited. Um, obviously a little bit more excited about our shirts finally coming out. So that's pretty good. So, um, we're just looking forward to that. Right on, man. Yeah. You know,
1: as things get back to normal and then, you know, the hiccups and, but you know, it's, we're all getting there and, um, we hope everybody is, is, is getting through, you know, all, all the stuff, you know, with things opening back up and then kind of, you know, having to close back down and maybe pause here and there, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's getting there. So just continue to be safe, continue to be clean. (laughs) And, uh, and, uh, and and honestly I did want to say this. I saw some stuff on Twitter earlier and, uh, uh, you, you know, you don't realize uh, how tough this can be on a lot of people just as far as I'm um, just kind of lack of social activity, you know, being able to socialize. So, uh, you know, if it just, you know, always check up on your friends, make sure you're still talking to your friends. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, hop on a Zoom or a Google meeting or, okay. or a Meetup or whatever it's calling. You know, you know, get a little face to face time with your buddies. There's a virtual happy hour. Never hurt anybody. You don't have to dress up. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't have to act like the business zoom, you know, where you're all business up top. So, but, um, but Hey, you
0: know, thanks again for listening.
1: Uh, we will, as soon as the store gets live, we will link it up and send it out. So you got anything else, brother?
0: no sir What uh, we'll just go ahead and just close as we normally do uh, make sure you go follow Roy May 15 on Twitter uh, make sure you go follow Robert underscore White14 on Twitter and of course uh, as you already follow Billy make sure to go give him a look and continue to support Techzags and all that they do uh, we love those guys and it's always exciting so we appreciate you guys coming on giving us a listen and we will be back shortly uh, so you guys take care Next, you yep,